This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 985, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, June 8th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 985. We're taking a look at some of the uh, comics that came out on Wednesday, June 8th. And uh, yes, we are once again behind the eight ball, so let's jump right in and talk about books from the week of the eighth. Uh, some of the books I will not be talking about today, but they come out that I at least want to men- make mention of, include Aquaman Andromeda number one uh, through DC Black Label. We've got Batman 124, Batman Beyond Neo Year number three, uh, DC Pride 2022 number one, Dark Crisis number one of seven, uh, Dark Knights of Steel 7 of 12 by Tom Taylor, Earth Prime number five of six. Uh, we got Flashpoint Beyond, number two of six, uh, Fortnite um, and Marvel, uh, Zero War, number one, uh, Legion of X, number two, Marauders, number three, because uh, that was recently relaunched. We have Monkey Prince, uh, Multiversity, uh, Teen Justice. We got Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, Amazons uh, Savage Avengers, Poison Ivy, uh, Star Wars. Uh, I haven't actually read the Savage Avengers yet, but... Uh, I think it still has Conan, doesn't it? But isn't that a problem? Because Conan's leaving, you know, Marvel's purview. So I'm curious how that's going to work. As I said, Star Wars, Star Wars Tales, Chrysanthemum. Uh, we also have Thor, number 26, and Venom, number 8, with Kang on the co- on the cover. I am really behind on my Marvel books. I really got to get caught up one of these days. But So what did I read? Um, well, I read Spider-Man, number 3, which I really enjoyed, even though it technically didn't move the plot along a lot. I thought it still read like a nice nice Spider-Man comic, even though it's brutal at the same time. So it's written by Zeb Wells, artwork by John Romita Jr., Scott Hanna on inks, Marcio, or Marcio uh, Menez on colors, and virtual calligraphy is Joe Caramagna on letters. Um, I, I f- this feels like Spider-Man again, and I will admit, part of it's that JR is back. You know, John Romita Jr. just he does feel like Spider-Man, and it has no small uh, you know feat, but it's because he's had you know multiple different distinguished runs on the book. Um, probably the most celebrated in the last twenty years, obviously, if it's even twenty now, was his work with JMS. I guess it started in the what, two thousand, two thousand one. So it's over twenty years. Um that was a very celebrated run. It was really highly regarded. Obviously he worked in the uh in the eighties with uh, Roger Stern, also another very well-respected run. Uh, he obviously worked on Spider-Man in the 90s as well during the kind of clone periods. Um, not, I think during the actual clone saga, right when the clone saga was ending, he was on it. And then he was on like just ejective of Spider-Man for a while. So, you know, he's had multiple runs. Um, so when you look at his his art, it just kind of feels like Spider-Man. Uh, you get the Paul character, um, you know, shows back up after not being in issue two. And definitely does a lot to kind of develop like who, who he is that he can kind of help out and do things you get that first shot of spider-man who's in handcuffs uh looking bloodied and beaten just looks like a quintessential jr shot and i mean what i mean by that is first of all his spider-man looks great there he's i mean he looks like he's had the crap kicked out of him but again it feels very like that's what he does he does a very good bedraggled beaten up spider-man um you could tell he's in a very uh, jr tunnel and ta- in fact you know some people would accentuate the the details and the dankness and the you know what what makes up this subway uh tunnel or wherever they are um, whereas this looks almost more like a futuristic kind of tech because it's kind of in the background and he's not spending a lot of time on it so it's it's very jr if you would look at it you'd be like oh yeah that looks like a jr background i'm still not super sold on his depiction of tombstone it just doesn't look like any version of tombstone um 
that I like. And I feel like he also just looks a little thicker than I like my Tombstone to be. I mean, if you go back to the classic like, Busema run, you know, the guy looked like he could, you know, throw down, but he just was a little bit more angular or maybe just, like, didn't look as beefy wide around. Um, I also really love, now I'm forgetting the artist who did it. I want to say it was almost Stephen Butler, maybe, um, when the Scarlet Spider was facing off against Tombstone in one issue. It was either that or it was Lyle. That's going to bug me that I can't remember who did it. Anyways, I'm just not quite sold on the rendition of Tombstone. I have The voice that Zeb Wells is using for Tombstone makes sense to me, and that I'm on, on board with. Um, I like what's going here as well as that we have uh, more development with Randy Robertson and his girlfriend, which, you know, when, when Nick Spencer kind of used these characters, I never would have expected we would have gotten to this point where now they're potentially getting married, which is interesting. Um, but in, just in general, I thought this was a really solid issue. I like the, uh, you know, kind of a bit of the history of what was going on with uh, with Tombstone and what kind of prompted him to do certain things, what his origin story kind of more or less looks like, which I feel like he's never really gotten much of one. Um, anyways, I thought this was great. This is a really solid, interesting issue. Loved, you know, how urgent it got at the end. It definitely felt like uh, Spider-Man was just like, you know, stop, I've learned my lesson, just screaming, I've learned my lesson. Um, the, uh, the letterer really sells that. You really feel the power of the moment. You feel the anguish. You feel the desperation that Peter has. So I thought this was exquisite, uh, really well done. So far, you know, this relaunch is really coming out of the gate swinging, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, next up is Batman Killing Time, issue four of six. I don't even know why we keep reading it. I mean, it, it looks great. It's it's a fantastic look, looking book. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to deny that. It's 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 a beautiful looking book. It's got some really great artwork. Uh, David Marquez is really killing it. You can feel he's having a lot of fun. There's a lot of great details here. It just really looks great. Um, I just don't even understand what's going on in the story anymore because it's just very Tom King trying to be Tom King. And you know what? I'm fully coming out and saying, if I was to sit down and read all six issues at once, maybe it would make sense. But I feel like there's so much jumping around, and and just, I guess the problem is I don't feel like it needs to be happening. Like, when you have time jumps, I feel like it's either, you're, you know, you're trying to kind of show something and be clever, and be like, oh, ho, ho, like, you, you thought you knew what you were getting, but actually there's something else going on here. And maybe there's a little bit of that, especially going on in this issue, but for the most part, it just feels like Tom Gang's trying to be clever. And it just, it, it's exhausting, to be honest, because it's constantly, like, giving you timestamps, and I'm just like, unless you're going to give me a nice chart later, like, I just, it, it feels like it's asking me, the reader, to do more work, and it's exhausting me as a reader and not entertaining me, because I'm constantly like, where are we now? Like, and, you know, you're, you're, he, he does this a lot, right? Like, if you look at Tom King's work, he does a lot of playing with timelines, um, jumping around. Um, you know, at least this one feels like there's more like set kind of parameters. Um, it's the Batman Catwoman, which at times I have no clue what's going on. At least this one has a specific narrative box that's kind of telling you what time. And at least you know, okay, we've moved forward. We move back. We move forward. We move back. Whereas I find with Batman uh, Catwoman, it just feels like such an incoherent mess that I don't know what's going on. And to be honest, I'm not even caring because I'm so divorced from it. I feel so indifferent. I feel like it's not trying to engage me as a reader at all. At least here, I feel I'm partially engaged. There's some interesting characterizations happening here. Um, and I don't feel like the, the, the kid who was, you know, the the employee who wasn't really paying attention to the help didn't need to be murdered. Um, I feel like some stuff just feels excessive for excessive sake. But, um, like, I like the, some of the concepts here. But, I, again, I don't know. I don't. And this is the problem, too, is that, we're, you know, we're reading a miniseries. It's constantly moving 
you know, can't decide where it's taking place. It's constantly having time jumps and moving around forward, backwards, 3,000 years in the past, and then back forward 3,000 years. Like, it's just, I, I'm at the point where I'm not even sure what's going on in those past, you know, flashbacks, and I don't know if it does matter or not, or if it's just some weird lunacy. Like, I, I just don't know, but I can say as a reader, I'm less and less interested to find out. And so I just feel like I, it's really taking any of my patience and understanding as a reader and really not treating me right. That's how I feel about it. Like, I don't dislike Tom King. Like, Strange Adventures, I think, is one of the best books I've read in a long time. It's so engaging. And I think part of it is that it's very consistent. Every page, sorry, every issue is a new day. So, of the specific amount of days that, uh, you know, Chance has left. So, I like that. I think that that gives a certain narrative structure that's very coherent and understandable. And, yes, there might be some flashbacks within it or you kind of find out some stuff. But it's all within the context of what's going on in that day. That I find to be extremely coherent and enjoyable. So it's not like I can't enjoy Tom King. His vision was amazing. Uh, I loved his Mr. Miracle. I uh, love Strange Adventures. Sorry, not when I say Strange Adventures, I meant, um, oh my God, Human Target is the one I'm really enjoying right now. Strange Adventures is over. Strange Adventures was the really good one with uh, Adam Strange, which I thought was really compelling. And that one jumped back and forth too, but it was felt coherent and well-structured and Human Target, which is the one I meant to heap a stupid amount of praise on is a great book and I'm really enjoying that too so it's not like I have this axe to grind against uh, Tom King, in fact I really enjoy Tom King, um, it's just I find that this this book and Batman Catwoman feels like it, it leans into his worst tendencies as a writer, or at least as far as I am concerned as a reader of his work um, it's not his best uh, I will say that and last but not least, we have Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor. Um, this is by Torin Gronbeck and Michael Dowling on art. Um, you got color art by Jesus Abertov and Josebino from Virtual Calligraphy on Letters and Production. Um, I really dug this. I thought, first of all, Dowling's art was fantastic. Um, it really had a, a special quality that just felt like it belonged in you know a Valkyrie slash Mighty Thor book. Um, it, it felt like it really was moving Jane forward in terms of her relationship with Molnar, and it's also this new Molnar that now is kind of quote unquote haunted by the voice of Odin, who's uh, in, enchanted within it. Um, I thought this was just really thrilling and enjoyable. I don't think I've ever heard of this writer before, um, but I thought this this book felt again so interesting and engaging. And of course, they're going to want to put out a book that in some way has Jane Foster not just as Valkyrie but also as Thor, because you have uh, the mighty the the new Thor movie coming. Love and Thunder, so of course you're going to want something that kind of matches uh, that so that you can kind of point to something that current that has Jane as Thor kind of. Um, this was tremendously entertaining, really well done. Um, I was engrossed with every page. I really can't wait to see where it goes from here. And yeah, you know, it was it was fantastic and so good. Um, yeah, I, I have no notes. Like this was just it was a thrilling ride. I wanted to know more about what Jane's going to do going forward. Um, it was stunning visually and uh, completely engrossing. So I cannot wait to see what comes next because it was again, it really I found it quite entertaining and enjoyable. So that's all I read from the week of the 8th. Um, next episode, uh, well, next reviews episode, which will be episode, I guess, what, uh, 987. I'll be talking about books that came out on June 15th, which uh, I don't know what I've, uh, I will have read at that point. But some of the releases that are coming out include Batgirls, uh, Batman Urban Legends, DC Pride, Tim Drake Special, Future State Gotham, I Am Batman, Superman Son of Kal-El, the, Just- uh, sorry, the Jurassic League. Uh, not the Justice League, uh, Wonder Woman, Young Justice uh, Targets, Director's Cut, 
Uh, and then a Marvel, some of the selected releases that will be coming out include Ben Riley's Spider-Man, ending that miniseries, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, Fantastic Four, Hulkling and Wiccan, which is, I believe, originally just a, a digital exclusive, and now it's in print, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number two, Savage Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, Spider-Man 2099, Exodus, number two, I believe I read issue one on the show, uh, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, The Marvels, What If Miles Morales, Wolverine, and X-Men Red, so that's a lot of stuff that's coming out, and the next non Reviews episode is a really special one with Jim Zub returning to the show for his third appearance. So thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks so much. Bye bye.